y'all what is going on this is your man l jamal coming through with another edition of never out of bounds of course this is the place where you can say what you want as long as you got the facts it is saturday night and you know like i promised you before i had that parks and rec uh review in hand for you guys so get ready for another edition of upon further review of course this is where i take old tv shows or relatively recent tv shows or music or whatever media have you and i review it sometimes if it's uh something that came out a while ago well you know like if i was a child or anything like that i'll break it down uh give it a review of course and then also put some context into you know how you know how it's changed as i've become older uh this show is a relatively older show parks and recreation but it is new to me um i did not watch it in its original run i have a tendency to be uh sometimes i'll get really anti just anti and uh, when something's hot or when something's kind of popular and people are talking about it at its most i probably i'll do my best to stay away from it because i don't i don't tend to be well i like I, I like to not be a part of the crowd but recently i i came across this show and it just uh it just fascinated me really um i stumbled upon this of course it is a net well it's not a netflix series but it is on netflix at the moment and uh i started watching it around the same time i started to pick up the office because again i hadn't even watched that show of course people uh make make a big deal about it i thought the episodes that i've seen before i mean i thought the episodes uh of the office the episode that i that i saw in the past were funny uh so on and so forth i thought that show was funny and i wanted to give parks of recreation sort of a you know try because they seemed similar uh so i you know again I, I started watching both shows simultaneously and of course i you know definitely could see a lot of the similarities from the get-go but something about parks and rec uh just stuck with me and i ended up finishing that series and i still haven't finished the office i'm actually re-watching parks and rec again because i thought it was so good and i haven't even finished going through uh the first season of the office so to go figure you know it's you know the original uh the show that everybody complained about in the beginning as being the carbon copy of the office i i still haven't been able to watch it i it, it can't it can't hold me for too long this show right here parks and Rex, i binged it i've again i'm re-watching it again just to pick up on certain things um and i just thought it was a really uh really well-written show for one and i'll get into a little bit more of why i thought that um in just a little bit but let's break down a little bit of the background of the show uh the show ran from seven seasons from 2009 to 2015 and it appeared it had 125 total episodes uh some of the main cast uh some of you uh, some of you uh, may well know but for those of you who don't uh the main character leslie nope is played by amy poehler uh amy poehler of course is of snl fame of course she's she's been a lot of quirky you know dramedies and comedies over the years uh but definitely got her fame on snl uh, that's it that's pretty much where i remember her from because i don't think i saw anything outside of uh snl with her in it again I, honestly honestly um i was not a fan of her um until this show i mean she was somebody that i was aware of and you know knew that existed of course and i thought was funny in terms of uh, saturday night live her original that original sketch show there but i didn't really find her any funny anywhere else outside of outside of uh, that show so it took me you know a while to, again 
I just happened to stumble upon this show recently, and I really thought she did an amazing job. Leslie Nope, of course, uh, her character is, of course, like I said, the main protagonist. Uh, she is pretty much, she starts off as a director, well, actually the deputy director of the parks and recreations of a fictional town in uh, southern or southeastern uh, Indiana by the name of Pawnee. Now, Pawnee is a slow, you know, middle of nowhere you know kind of town that has this reputation you know that has all types of reputations uh you know negative funny out there whatever and uh leslie nope is somebody that really takes the job seriously uh takes her serious uh, her her position seriously and just the stuff that she has to do seriously and uh you can tell that pretty much from the the, basically the pilot episode you see leslie nope you know, right in the trenches uh, from the get-go from very the first you know the first very first scene she's at a park asking a little girl about the quality of the park if she's enjoying the park so again you get an immediate you know rush into who the character is and you get to you get, to, you get a chance to see her in action from there and of course um you know she was ditzy she's kind of on the ditzier side at least in the first season i know if I, I know when i looked uh when i, when I looked you know, when I looked up the show online and, and found some information online, that was one of the main criticisms about that show. And albeit, I, I'll kind of agree to an extent. Um, I did feel like she came off a little bit crazy, a little bit loopy at times uh, in terms of the Leslie No character. But again, I felt that they were just having fun with it. They were trying to work things out. Again, it was the pilot episode. It was only uh, the sixth. The first season was only six episodes. So uh, it didn't necessarily uh, score rail with critics at first or with a lot of viewers uh but it will again i'll say the, the critics didn't really uh like it but obviously the the viewers did because it wouldn't have came back for a second season so I, it obviously had touched some people for me uh my first go around i really didn't have uh too much negative to say about it i didn't think she was too crazy or too loopy um again it was something that i was still getting used to again it was there were things about the show that were very similar to the office so for me i was more so trying to distinguish the two shows and i didn't really think she was uh amy polar uh polar's acting was was all that bad in the first season especially now when i relook it up go back on it again i think this the character itself uh was you know silly to an extent but i i think there was a seriousness that came with that when it was time to get busy throughout the series you saw leslie nope get busy and uh she made things happen so again let's move on to the main cast we have am am perkins her best friend who well she became her best friend but she uh she pops up initially in the pilot episode as well she is played by Rashida Jones for those of you who do not know she is one of uh, one of the great musicians Quincy Jones uh, that's one of his daughters uh, she becomes a great friend uh, to the Leslie Nope character I think that she I mean and in terms of uh, a side you know like a I guess not a second fiddle or anything like that, but I guess a, a side, uh, a side protagonist to fit right next to the main one. I think she definitely fits the mold here. Um, you know, Rashida Jones here as the Anne character. Um, she provides some type of comedy and, and like a balance. I mean, because again, uh, they worked really well together. One thing about the show uh, that I personally liked is how the two friends, Leslie and Anne, really work together. Uh, again, Anne comes out of nowhere. She has uh, her her initial, you know, 
you, you, well, she's only in the story because, again, there's a, a a hole, well, basically a pit right next to her house. Uh, her and her boyfriend, well, her boyfriend, Andy, played by Chris Pat, Pratt, one of the biggest stars to come out of this show. Uh, I'm pretty sure everybody knows about him. Uh, 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 he plays the character Andy Dwyer. Uh, well, uh, you know, there's apparently there's a pit. I know I'm, I know all my fans know about this. All my people who watched it know about it. Uh, but this is for those who don't. Apparently, you know, there was a, a ditch outside of Anne's house. And uh, she wanted some help to close it up. And she wanted something to be put there. And she didn't want that eyesore there. And uh, from the get-go, Leslie involved herself into solving this problem. And uh, from there, it was the budding friendship uh, that, again, that evolved from that. And because, again, eventually that that task was done now it took forever uh it took a whole almost the whole entirety of the show again which is again i, I like that because it's reflective of what goes on in in government as it as is you know it takes a while for things to actually you know hit hit the ground running and actually be completed there's a lot of bureaucracy to go through so it did a good job showing that of course it being a comedy you know there's laughs there too but you get a good little insight kind of into what it's all about um and again you know with those two relationship uh, that those two girls relationship you kind of see uh you know two different sides of that and then also you had tom haverford played by aziz and zari uh he's one of the staff members there in the parks and record department really funny uh definitely um he puts himself into a lot of different situations he's supposed to be you know the player guy uh again it doesn't necessarily work out in all instances of course uh, his first uh i guess you can call it a rejection or failure with girls is pretty much he has a green card uh wife uh from canada she's a surgeon really you know attractive really got more money and a lot more money to him uh but apparently you know it becomes well it comes to a point where you know she's not really into him she leaves him and long story short she ends up getting with the boss the head director of the parks and rec department ron swanson and i think again this is this is the guy here that stole the show uh, again, Tom Haverford was probably, uh, you know, funny. Well, he's probably the second funniest character in the show next to Ron. Ron comes in there. Uh, he's played by Nick Offerman. Uh, for those of you who, uh, uh, well, to kind of put you guys into a little bit of perspective of who he is, uh, he plays in a, he played in a lot of different movies. Uh, in the like you know the recently years i know he was in uh we're the millers uh some of the real comedy movies but he definitely again this is another guy uh that definitely got a big push after this show something about his character again everybody else uh was well for one you didn't necessarily knew where they stood politically per se again because this is a, it was a parks you know it's a parks and recreation department so it wasn't really it wasn't too many political leanings uh, up until you know leslie's character started to evolve but you knew from the get-go ron was a conservative conservative guy he uh, tells everybody he is a libertarian and again I, I think his character ron swanson is the epitome of what a libertarian is for those of you who do not know what a libertarian is watch ron swanson please you'll get a good understanding of what that's all about again uh definitely think he stole the show just being the staunch uh well he had no problem with you know things being cut from the department uh definitely had no you know parts uh well had no qualms with things being cut from city spending definitely a slasher that was his whole thing he was going to be that guy uh again when uh 
when the city auditor comes at the end of season two, he's he's happy as hell because he gets to he gets to see a whole lot of government cut things because again he feels like the government is taking the taxpayers' money, which in some cases they are. So again, uh, people like that do exist, and again he just provides another end of the spectrum uh, for what we have in this country and what we have in real life. So again, this show did a good job of of touching in on all bases, whether it be conservative, liberal, or maybe even a centrist. Uh, now, over time, there were some other notable cast members. Uh, for one, we had uh, Mark Badenowitz, uh, the former city planner, and he was uh, working construction within the city. Uh, he he had a recurring role uh, some in, in the first couple of seasons. Uh, he was a love interest, Lisa Leslie, Leslie's. Uh, they had some things going on in the past, but eventually, uh, I think, which is which is really good, and the writers were were really smart for this one. Uh, eventually they wrote they changed up their dynamic a little bit and let mark move on and let leslie move on and i think that dynamic and that relationship change is really awesome as well because you see people getting over things and it, it, you don't i mean it's always good uh in my opinion because it, it kind of in, in my opinion the relationship that they were showing us was just was just kind of just showing us a silly just extra story where it's just this extra added love interest and they are we already knew pretty much that mark wasn't into her he was seeing a whole lot of different girls to begin with so we just i mean i, I know as as you know a lot of the viewers are just like let's get through that and i'm really glad the writers got past that and let you know leslie develop on her own mark kind of the same thing until he left uh you also had donna meagle uh, again another assistant there in the parks and rec department she was played by the comedian rita uh definitely uh, a lot of comic relief from her sassy uh know-it-all for the most part uh she brings a lot of spice to the show she brought a lot of spice to the show and with her interact especially with her interactions with tom and just in general uh she always had you know she always knew the right when they when they wrote her in uh she always had the right comeback or just the, you know just something off the wall to hear and uh i definitely liked her character uh as well and all these characters pretty much they really worked well together and i liked them solo i definitely uh, have a favorite character which is ron i definitely like andy as well but everybody worked pretty well together you can't really take away anything from them uh you have an og veteran here again he would join uh this uh join the scene around the end of season two along with another character here but you have rob Lowe, a veteran movie star veteran tv movie actor uh definitely had his uh height in the 80s but again uh definitely you know at the time was somebody uh really revered and just coming back uh onto the scene um i believe maybe a few years before this but he again this is somebody that kind of had another resurrection or just got more uh, a little bit just you know you know resurgence again like i said a resurgence again with this show uh, he played uh, Chris Traeger, like I said. He was a city auditor, and he can He would always come off as you know super positive and delightful, and you know trying to maintain the peace because, uh, like I like I said, he would bring in. Uh, well, they they would work in tandem. They would bring in another auditor. Uh, he would be played by uh, Adam Scott. And his character was Ben. Now, Ben White would be the serious, no-nonsense guy. Uh, he knew all the numbers and knew what slash and everything. So, in the beginning, definitely, this is somebody that Ron got, got you know, really involved with and liked a lot, especially in the beginning. And uh, Ben and, and Ben and Leslie would actually develop a relationship at some point over time as well, and that would actually blossom and them actually having kids uh, near the near the end of the series. And yes, I'm gonna share some. Sp- 
spoilers why not uh you know i think it's all worth it if you take the chance to look at it you know it, it's all worth uh watching all that uh mount uh you know play up to all that so definitely another uh good aspect of the show right there the ben and leslie relationship you don't necessarily see a lot of that anymore at least a lot of at least you know at least a lot of the comedy shows especially mainstream shows uh you know you get to see a really uh, a, a working relationship uh and it was a positive one that actually worked there were some struggles of course uh, especially uh when they first actually had to come out about their relationship chris had them go through some trial um and they really didn't get in too much trouble uh Ben had to you know resign of course uh Leslie received some type of slap on the wrist uh but again you got to see those dynamics play out because again you know somebody you know a relationship between two city officials not necessarily the greatest thing to do in the world so again you're learning different aspects but again they never I mean the love between the two was there and, and luckily for them or you know maybe just through you know the writing of the show they didn't have too much of a crazy relationship they stayed you know pretty much together they stayed together uh throughout their you know time throughout the rest of the show and they pretty much developed a really good relationship just like uh, uh with the next couple of characters here uh april ludgate played by aubrey plaza and of course you got andy dwyer of course they they had a relationship after maybe season three that lasted through the rest of the uh the, the series and they got they eventually got married as well so again you had some of that as well uh andy uh, i think he was really like the you know always you know they always have to have a, good, a goofball that everybody loves and everything like that i think his character slightly evolved too especially when he uh ended up hooking up with april april kind of took him out of his shell and made him want to do a little bit more with his life because he was definitely you know definitely the goofball slacker as the goofball and the slacker as well he had some ambitions but he really didn't know exactly where he wanted to go and again you know sometimes you do need the added uh the added, you know, encouragement and, you know, you know, sometimes maybe uh, even a vision from somebody who's looking from the outside in and looking to help you. And that's definitely what that relationship showed. Again, another positive relationship. Uh, no, you know, and, and, and again, there was some drama, of course, uh, in the beginning. Andy would have some issues getting over uh, and because eventually that's who. Yeah, again, they were originally together at the start of the series. They would break up uh, again because, again, Andy was at a point in his life where, you know, he didn't want to do a whole lot. He was a slacker uh, and being the nurse that she was and the breadwinner in the household at the time, she was, really wasn't looking into that, you know, and, you know, eventually it came out that Andy's injuries uh, were actually healed for a while and uh she just she, you know she, and uh he he had just been laying up the whole time you know just kind of just having and take care of him so that that ended and it took andy a while to get over that you know and of course april saw that and she wasn't she was very hesitant at first to, to be even uh to even deal with him especially after uh ann comes back after everything's happened uh you know andy's been working with the parks department in different roles there for a while now uh ann comes back after he gets another injury uh this time he uh he has a bike accident he was able to get a, a little crotch rock and gets into a little accident after that so she kisses him and that again you know sends that relationship into you know some type of a tailspin because at that point he was trying to get at uh april so again there was the april and type of you know love triangle at some point that andy had to you know 
mature from. He lit and he lit up and go, and uh, he spent the rest of his high life, or you know, at least the rest of the series, happy with April. You got a chance to. See, I mean, and of course, it was a really different relation because he was a few years old. Well, he was a lot older than her, about eight years older than her. So that's a little bit different too. But his maturity level was on par with her because again, he didn't really have all his you know stuff together, and they really fit each other. You know, it was kind of creepy, but then. If you, if you think about the numbers, it was kind of creepy to me at first, but again, I just kind of just saw the chemistry on camera and just, you know, saw how the relationship, okay, it kind of developed. I said, all right, it works. It works. Uh, finally, you had uh, Jerry uh, Gergich played by Jim O'Hare. Uh, Jerry was pretty much uh, the guy that they picked on a whole lot. And uh, if, if, I mean, I love the show every single episode. I, there's nothing I could take away too negatively, but if I'm nitpicking, one thing I just did not like <laughs> is just how every episode they really would just dig into Jerry, and it was just like, come on, what is this guy even doing to you? Like, and he sometimes he'll come through in the clutch and really help out the Parks and Rec department and come through, and you know, it'd be a situation where they really needed somebody to, uh, to, to you know, to come through, and he comes through, and they still, you know, um do him dirty in the end like for for example uh he invited everybody to he had been inviting everybody to the christmas parties to his christmas parties every year but nobody uh everybody filled had been filtering his emails and nobody was seeing him nobody you know was you know gave a damn uh so eventually uh everybody you know everybody in the parks and Rec department was pretty much you know uninvited and they were stuck without anything to do on christmas for whatever you know that's how the story ended up happening and so they eventually realized oh man we've been doing you know jerry so wrong he has a happy family uh he's been trying to invite us every year to his christmas parties but we've been putting his messages on blocks so on and so forth and so they show up and they all give him gifts and the cold part is he lits them all in the house and somehow some way after they all get in he ends up on the outside and they end up closing the door on him and he's end up locked out of his own christmas party that's the type of stuff that they do to jerry and i just think that that's so cold they are so mean to jerry and in one episode he comes through um they were doing some uh, some art type of uh competition between the uh the, de the city departments or whatever so sewage and you know waste management and they had all got together making murals for the city that represented the city jerry comes through and he has his you know this great painting that he you know had and he messes up he should have said the word mural he messes up and says mural and they hound him for it. They laugh at him for it. They even had the little cut scene, like they, you know, the little office little cut scene where they try to give him a little interview. He's like, yeah, you know, I, I painted this. And then they're just yelling at him. Nobody cares, Jerry, in the background. I'm like, dude, let him, let him say his piece. But again, I mean, it was all, I get, you know, again, it's all, you know, a show. But again, I just thought it was just so cold how they did him. But I, again, I, I think the show itself it gave you kind of an insight into local government 
uh, gave you a, somewhat of insight into political campaigns. Of course, it was comedy. Of course, uh, things were uh, exaggerated or whatever. Of course, the names aren't real. Uh, but some of the, actually, for the most part, a lot of the inspiration was taken from California, actually Northern California local government. Uh, this is coming from the writer of the, of the show and also uh, the producers of the show. That's where a lot of the, you know, the uh, inspiration came from. So again, Again, you see that there and it's kind of showing you that again I'm not saying it's a it's a shot for shot remake of actual government and bureaucracy no no one's saying that but it's a refreshing take on it in my opinion and I definitely um, before I forget this point one thing that I did like is uh, the female the female roles here uh, the main character uh, she was a deputy director of the parks and recreation department of the city she would eventually take that uh you know uh, she would take that role and eventually become a city councilwoman of course she would have drama there but again she would do a lot of good for the community uh she'd also would be going on and she would take that on not only did she become a city councilwoman she would also go on and become a congresswoman and again, actually, not even a congresswoman, excuse me, uh, she will become uh, one of the top directors of the U.S. Uh, Parks, National Park Service. If not, if I'm not mistaken, the head of it. And she was actually uh, able to bring the headquarters to her hometown. So, again, she did a lot of good things, including filling up the pit. She made the pit the park. I mean, yeah, so that was the whole goal from episode one. So, again, you saw a lot of female empowerment. Again, you saw her grow a lot between her relationships between men. So you didn't see her just, you know, begging men to come back and just going through. She wasn't no hoe. And I think that that's always good to see. You don't always need to see hoes all the time on TV. You need to see somebody, you know, say, yeah, I've taken my lumps, but I'm over you now. I'm going to move on to somebody else and have a quality relationship. You saw that. You actually saw healthy relationships on that show. Again, uh, Anne and Chris Traeger were able to move on. Uh, they they started beginning. Uh, they started to date uh, when Chris would originally arrive on the scene. Uh, sometime into season three, it didn't work originally. Uh, but Anne took some time. She would go into her dating phase again, and she would eventually come to the conclusion that she wanted to have a family and she wanted to have children and so on and so forth and have a relationship. Uh, she actually she wasn't too keen on necessarily just rushing into a relationship she just wanted to have kids but eventually she was able to develop to develop another relationship with chris and again they were able to have kids together and, and move on and have that so again you see positive healthy relationships between human beings which you don't see necessarily all the time and i think that's something that you uh something that's really good to see on tv um, and again, you see people interacting uh, with each other, and again, in a different environment. You do, I mean, how? I mean, there's not a whole lot of shows uh, like Parks and Recreation. And I know uh, with some of the editing uh, things that they would do, and some of the cut cutaway scenes, uh, you know, the, the mockumentary style kind of reminded people of The Office. But it's so much different. Um, it's so much more going on. Um, again, this show uh, itself, like again, like I said, the first season. 
it was really rough. Uh, and the credits really dug into it, though, again, with the comparisons to the office. But after that, it would eventually pick up. By the second season, uh, you know, you had media outlets like the San Francisco Chronicle, Entertainment Weekly, New York Magazine, uh, basically really chiming in on, on its improvements. So it improved right after the first season. Uh, there's really, uh, in my opinion, I think the first season, you know, again, they were finding a direction in which to go. I don't really have too many things to say negative about it, but I definitely think the quality of the show jumped immediately, even in just the second season. Is There's a difference between night and day. Um, it immediately jumped in terms of uh, how it was rated and all that. Uh, on Metacritic, it, season two would uh, rank as a 71 out of 100. Season three would go 83 out of 100. Uh, again, uh, it was also rated as... T uh, Times Magazine's top TV show of the year 2012. So it went from getting kind of bashed and compared to The Office in season one all the way into being the, one of the best TV shows on television. And I thought this was really a good quote here coming from Miss Amy Poehler herself. Really interesting and just in terms of what they felt about the show. She would go on to say, I think it was something we had to work through in the beginning and I'm kind of hoping we're on the other side of that and people will start to judge the show on its own for what it is and realize it's just a different world in a similar style. I think that is perfect. Um, that's a perfect, you know, statement of what they were trying to do with this. Uh, and I think that they're right. Uh, they were, she's exactly right for that. Uh, this is a different world. It's a different side of the country, different type of situations, uh, different kind of people. And again, a different environment. That's a little bit more intimate, uh, in my opinion, as, as a post to the office where there's a lot of different people involved because, again, it's an office setting. So you have a lot of different people going on, a lot of different dynamics with uh, parks and recreation. I think there might even be as many things going on, if not more. But the way that they deliver it to you, in my opinion, is intimate, especially in those uh, interactions. They're really intimate. They're close up. You get the interactions. Then again, they give you a little cutscenes with them having like the same type of interview thing. Then it's the same type of interview type of, you know, cut, cutaway scene like they would do on the office. But again, something about those one on one communications and something about those uh, those subplots, they don't seem to take away, in my opinion, they don't take away too much from the main plot. And, um, I, I, or they're different in some episodes they're vastly different from the main plot but again they just seem to just they just seem to be cohesive that's that's the thing there's a lot of cohesion in the show especially like I, as I said like I said after the first season even in season two and again it would subsequently get better as the season would roll on till the last season of course but even starting that second season it again a night and day between between just how everything seemed to blend together and uh, it's definitely a different world and it was done in a similar style you know there's some things that are uh, really the same again um i think one of and one of my favorite episodes here is uh definitely the episode where you know Leslie is called Kaboom and it's in season two. Leslie finally fills in the hole, you know, in the ditch. She's been working so hard to do it. She's been inspired uh, through this program that comes through what was actually ended up being a fake program. She got actually she got uh, 
I won't, well, I won't give too much, but it was a fake program. She ended up giving this dude some money, but it inspired her on her own tip to go ahead and just fill up the ditch that Anne had been complaining about since episode one. Uh, she ends up getting Andy hurt, though, which almost cost the city hella money because he threatens to sue. But again, she she takes the steps to go do it. And I think it's so, it was really funny and almost you know i thought it was really it was it might have been goofy on the surface but i thought it meant something when her and they get the hats to look it's the hard hats that say kick ass because again she's making those moves i know she messed up and got andy hurt but again <laughs> she is trying to do it for uh, a good cause again you see her growing as a person uh, another episode uh, in season four bus tour uh, she's in the thick of her uh, congresswoman uh, push during that campaign she's going up against uh, bobby newport played by uh, your boy uh, oh what's his name paul rudd paul rudd and uh, again they're running for that that city council not the congress spot but i'm sorry the city council spot and uh she she's going you know on a bus tour it's one of the final days of uh you know final days of the campaign and she's touring and she's willing she's trying to set up a meeting with uh, bobby newport her you know competition and um she she ends up driving right up to his uh, his father's funeral and the day before she had said some cold things about his dad so she rides up right up to the funeral in a big old bus with her picture on it her name on it and all that so basically they they're there everybody the media is there and they hound her even more but again you see some more of her character starting to change a little bit she goes and you know she apologizes uh, she apologized to bobby she says look man you know i didn't mean to do your father like that so on and so forth and bobby's so overcome with emotion or whatever he goes and says look man if you don't vote for me vote for leslie no she's the bomb she's this and that and the other so again you know things that she changes her approach about things and, and things start to work in her favor so you you see you know you see a, a you see some somewhat of a character arc you see a character arc with about just about everybody and some are more pronounced uh, than others uh, i think with uh, Le uh, uh sorry leslie uh, it's very pronounced it's very defined you see her changing throughout the series uh, and her visual changes at times you know um, even down to her style even down to her hair that almost changes changes by season and then you got other characters that slowly kind of progress uh, like Anne who started off uh, just you know again she was uh, just a nurse uh, but eventually she got employed through the Parks and Recs department as well uh, got there and there was a time where she you know um wasn't being really serious about her dating life and eventually her you know just her life in general and so she starts to change a little bit slowly over time she becomes somebody who wants to be married wants to have children and in the same way uh he slowly changes as well he comes in there the slacker uh he ends up being single he was actually matter of fact again he got hurt in that pit because again he had been living in the pit he got kicked out by Anne. like i said the pit was right by the house he went down into the pit we all yes he went into the pit that became a park he was living in that pit and he went into the pit then came out 
playing guitars for the kids. He was shoe shining in City Hall for a minute and did that. Of course, then he found his love for entertaining the kids. And he went off and he also went to London and England and all that. So it was a subtle change for him. It didn't happen overnight, but again, it happened for him. You know, that's just how things roll. It kind of it kind of showed you uh, you know, real life, you know, almost real life situation for people. And it showed you that everybody's development is different. Everybody's road to where they need to be is different. And you know, uh it takes them to different places. But uh uh, so I mean, from what I saw, the whole all the whole series seven seasons worth 125 episodes. I definitely think it's one of my. This is definitely one of my top uh, television series that I've seen uh, throughout I throughout my life. Uh, you see a lot of different things there. The comedy was on point. The writing was on point. I love the character arts. And uh, I think that's, I mean, uh, honestly, uh, Leslie Nope is probably one of the most empowering uh, females I've seen uh, in TV in the past few years. Uh, you know, in terms of the modern stuff that comes out on TV, I think that's probably one of the most, you know, kick-ass females I've seen on TV in a good while. Uh, and I've seen a lot of uh, kick-ass women for the most part. Seen a lot of different portrayals of women. Um, and I, I think that's one of the better ones. Um, you know, as a guy. Even as a guy. Of course, you know, my opinion is whatever to people. Uh, you know, when it deals I guess when it might have to pertain to stuff like this. But uh, there's nothing, uh, as a guy, uh, there's nothing se- There's nothing uh, not sexy about the stuff that ne- uh, Leslie Nope accomplished in that show. Or women like her get accomplished in real life. So for women who may not know, no, it's okay to be um, not Cardi B. It's okay to, to be Parks and Rec, you know, Parks and Recreation deputies and directors and congresswomen. That's pretty much cool too. Uh, yeah, we respect that as guys. I don't know what they told you anywhere else. Uh, and, and, it, and it goes to show you uh, and the success of the show as well. Those characters and those situations, people love those. Uh, that show ended up getting so much crap in that first season. Ended up getting uh, multiple, um, sorry, primetime Emmys. Uh, not just for the show, but for Annie Poehler, I believe uh, Ron, uh, Ron Swanson's character. Uh, well, sorry, Nick Offerman, uh, the guy who played Ron Swanson, won a couple uh, awards for that as well. Annie Poehler ended up winning the Golden Globe for the show as well, for her role as well. So again, I feel it's a very powerful, empowering role. Um, and I think the show itself uh, is, is a bit empowering, even though it's a comedy. And I liked it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Personally, I give it an eight and a half. Actually, no, forget it. I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10. Really good TV show. And if you haven't seen it, I suggest you do. And I don't know why it took me so long to watch it. All right, y'all, I'm going to call it a wrap for tonight. I will be back tomorrow, and we will be going over all the hot sports action from over the weekend. Of course, we have top 25 college football uh, action to go over. We also got the NFL Week 2 will be wrapped up and in the books. And, of course, I'll be updating you guys on the MLB. We have playoff races, and, of course, uh, we are getting down to the end of the got down to the near end of the season so we're going to bring you guys up to date there with all the scores and the news from there as well all right y'all this is your man l jamal if you are looking to get in touch with me you can hit me up on my email at ljbutler75 at gmail.com that is eljbutler75 at gmail.com once again that is ljbutler75 at gmail.com 
E-L-J-Butler75 at gmail.com. I also got a Facebook and the Instagram as well at Johnny E-L-J-A-M-A-H-A-D-J-A-N-I. Once again, Johnny E-L-A-D-J-A-N-I. E-L-J-A-M-A-H-A-D-J-A-N-I. Sorry. You know, you already know. Also got a Facebook page for the show, Never Out of Bounds. Look it up. Of course, uh, you can listen to me on Apple, Google, and Spotify, as well as Anchor as well. Again, uh, I do have links on the uh, the Facebook if you are looking to make any type of donation, uh, whether it be through PayPal or through Cash App, the links are there on the Facebook. Uh, I might even post them on the Instagram soon. Uh, but again, I'm more so looking for the interaction. Uh, anything you might want me to uh, talk about or mention here, let me know. Uh, anything, uh, criticisms, of course, positive, uh, constructive criticisms, of course, or anything you want to tell me positive about the show, please let me know. Uh, that is what the Facebook is for. You can DM me. It don't really matter. Interact with your boy. I'm here. I'm open 24-7. And uh, if anybody hasn't told you yet, I love you. Peace out. One love. And I'm gone. Y'all have a good night.